Good work, Rabbi Sai. Good year, Rabbi Sai. Today, tonight, we're going to do Daf Pei Gimel. And as soon as the shir is over, we'll take a few minute break and then do Daf Pei Beis. Whoever's interested in sticking around. I, w- I do want to thank the Oilam. I think it was a tremendous, tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Over 70 people showed up for a live shir on Rosh Hashanah. After a long day of davening and a lot of food, heaviness, being tired, people can't sleep, coming here and learning Torah, I think it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous siyat shmaya for the rest of the year. So Yishkoya, thanks for the chizuk. I'm waiting outside. People waited outside for a while because <clears throat> there's certain people that are responsible, but they weren't here. They didn't really care. So the door was locked. Okay, whatever. We're not going to be mevayish people straight out in the new year. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday, I want to say today, I, I, I could say it in the next year, but I just want to say this little piece, which was very, very powerful for me. It's a very simple idea. If you weren't here on Yantif, I'm just going to repeat it real quickly. I saw this from Victor Miller's idea, and he says that a person could take literally three, four minutes of, I don't like to call it as this because that has different, people go different directions with it. Sit down. And think to yourself, in private, without anybody around, without any disturbance, think about all the good that Kosh bestowed upon you this year. Start with your children, with the grandchildren, with health. With health. And all the good stuff. So much good, so much good. Yes, we all have a little tzara here, a tzara there, but think about all the good. It's so powerful when it all comes together, a whole year of learning Torah and then family and all the stuff. It's unbelievable. All right. It is Matzi Yantav and a lot of people are in a rush. So we're going to get on here. Just I wanted to reach out. It says here to Reb Stefanski. I thought it was unbelievable. Where are people learning Torah? We have a Chabura. We have a family. You can't even imagine. Listen to this. He wants to reach out to the rest of the MDY crew and family to express my gratitude. Living in a rural community in North Carolina. As I do, it's hard to find anyone to learn with. I've started the daf a few times with the usual outcome, getting behind and eventually giving up. Thanks to Rebelli's approach, the teaching and support that comes from the MDY family. Support that comes from the MDY family. I'm learning daily since the beginning of Subas. Now I have my whole family learning together, even incorporating Gemara and homeschool for our children. There are no words to explain how it feels to know that you're studying with thousands of Yidin together. Once again, thank you and all you, all you should enjoy. Many blessings and sweet new year. Jonathan Benton. Wish I could meet this guy. North Carolina. Next year. Next year. Yeah. See him in North Carolina. All right. Do you have some volume for this? It even says ah on the kid's shirt. This guy is a big chizik uh, for me. Katril Kantorovitz, he, he made a siyum for us. It was his first Masechta. He's in his 30s. His first Masechta ever. And now here he is, like a year later. Shana Tova He's an Israeli. Thank you very much. I'm just translating. On a year of Torah. Almost 400 days of Torah that I was to learn in your schos. Yishbaruch, we should give you brocha and atzlacha and nachas. 
true nachas from all your children and grandchildren. I was wondering where he is. Here he is. It's good for once in a while. Once in a while, you stop in with an email. It's good to know that you're still alive, everybody. The Koilo is sponsored for the success of our family that we merit to always crown Hashem. The Mesech is sponsored. The second Mesech is sponsored. Boy, it's unbelievable. Jeff Rosner, my son. You Simcha Chaim, Ben Khan. We don't know. Last Rosh Hashanah, that was the Xerah. Inoperable cancer. Refuel Shlema Amen. Rest of the Masech, the official mitzvah motivators. Avram Menashe Ben Chana Brocha Refuel Shlema. Heard from him also. He wrote to me. He said that he never cried so much by Nisan Ataikin. Avi, Avi. And his beard is starting to fall out and his hair is starting to fall out. Again, he had no clue. Last year, this 40s, last year, Roshana. Okay, another Roshana. Had he known, had he known, it would have been a different Nisan of last year. The MDY family, Ezra Tuvio, Yaakov, Ben Yitzchok, Ezra Palakolam By the Lock and Loving families, Lake New Jersey, because Torah is the best Segula. Fourth, Paranas of Chodesh, Refor Shleimah, Yecheskel Ben Leah, Omeid, as a Schus, that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy. Admeva Esrim, Omeid. Yisrael Moshe Ben Esser, for Refor Shleimah, Omeid. Sonny Halawani took upon himself 35 Davin Rosh Hashanah. I know I myself was, what's the word, um, right before a test? Yeah. You cram, I crammed today a lot, a lot of daf. Avi used to tell me that he crammed, how many daf you do? 22 daf on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, it's Avi, listen. But when you do that, you realize you can do it on other days also. It's not just today, you know. It's, you're on a flight, Avi, you can hop around 22 daf, huh? It's a mechaev now, it's a mechaev. Huh? Put our phones down. <laughs> All right, Rabbi Isai, here we go. This is Tafshin Pei Gimel, Daf Pei Gimel. In with the new year. Your? Yeah. Yeah, I just got it. So your your few last Daf and Bechers talk about Rosh Hashanah. And somebody who just told me that he was learning for Avi, just wrote me an email, he's learning for Avi, and he was in, I don't remember what, Masech the Erevin, and we were discussing um, the Purim shtick that they did for me. They put my, my face on the bus, and then I took the revenge, and I put their face, the bald man, and I gave this. He's, so he was learning it in Erevin, and then we just discussed it the other day, and he says, you see even the Mises line up. <laughs> Hakaisev Lishto, brand new parak or boyser for the brand new year. Hakaisev Lishto didn't dvarim only bin chasayich. So, if you look at the chart here, there are three things that a husband has in the nixim elug. He has the fruit. He has the produce that comes out of it. He has Yerusha. He gets it after his wife dies. He gains control. Also, he has the right. To be mevatel mecher. In other words, if she goes ahead and sells it, he has the right to annul the sale. He has these three things. These are the three things we're going to be discussing. Says the Mishnah, when a person tells his wife, I have nothing to do with your belongings, 
He, he writes it, the Gemara is going to say, even if he says it, Check this out, says the Mishnah. What, do you, what does he get? After he says, I have nothing to do with your belongings, he, he, still, he still has two out of the three things. He has Peres, and he has Yerusha. Very interesting. If I were to ask you, what is the least important thing on this list? The least important thing. What would the Olam say? The least important thing. In, in terms of value, what's the, what's the least valuable and what's the most valuable? L'chaira selling should be the most valuable thing because if she sells it, the husband gets zero forever. So the ability to annul a sale should be the most valuable thing. Pay rise? One year pay rise maybe? Not so much? Yes. Gemara says no. Gemara says that the, the least valuable thing is bitul mecher. And that's why, since we don't know what he meant exactly, he must have meant one thing out of the three. So he meant the least, the least valuable thing, which is the green bitul mecher. I hear, I hear. Until you buy, until you get fruit, until this, until that. Okay. He still gets to eat fruit, even though he said, I have nothing to do with it. And even though he said, I have nothing to do with your nechassim, Yarsha. He still gets to inherit her belongings, even though he said, Mefurish, I have nothing to do with your belongings. So why in the world did he say these words? I have nothing to do with it. What he meant is the third thing on the list. That if she sells it, it's not bottle, it's kayam. Now, what if he adds a few words to the first line that the Mishnah says? And he says specifically, I have nothing to do with the fruit, with the produce. So now he just added, you see this chart? Leave it on for a second. He just added another thing, not only the bitul mecher, but he also added the blue. It's two things. He said mefurish, I don't want pay rise. So he's not going to have any of the income of the property. One thing remains, the middle thing, the Yerusha. Comes Rabbi Yehuda and he argues. You don't see it mefurish in the Mishnah, but there's an argument here. Peire peirois. In other words, if he goes ahead, she's, he takes the fruit. And with the fruit he buys another tree. And with the, the fruit of the second tree he buys a house. That's peire peirois. The, the second tree is peire peirois. The house is peire 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 peirois. All he said is, I'm not going to have payrise. One level of produce, one level of income, I'm not going to bother with. That's the apples that come off the first tree. Let's see if I could, it's very far down here. I don't know why that happened. Okay, here. I just did, if you look on the bottom, 
there's a tree, an apple tree, and the apple tree has a pile of fruit. He took the fruit and he bought an orange tree. That's peri peris. That's the fruit of fruit. He, he earned, he made a, an orange tree from apples. And then if he sells the oranges and he buys real estate with it, that's peri peri peris. Okay. So Rebuda argues and he says that the, you do have peri peris. Tanakama holds, no. Once he says there's no peris, I'm not using the apples, so then he doesn't have the oranges, he doesn't have anything. So the only time, the only time that he cannot buy an orange tree or real estate is if he says, I'm not going to have anything to do with Peri Peris. And he keeps on going, he says, Peri Peris. And listen to the Lashon of the Mishnah. Until he says, Peri Peris, forever. What if he doesn't say forever? So could he buy on the fourth level the pro income that came from income that came from income? Is that okay? Or perhaps it's because he said, Peri Peri Peris. Maybe that's the Lashon. Or maybe no, it's because the Gemara is going to be done. At the end of the day, we need both the Shainas. Peri Peri Same and the words Adar Okay, next. If he says, I'm not going to have anything to do with any of the income and not from the income of the income. And not in your life and not in your death. He was very, very exact here in his words. He knew exactly what the Mishnah says. So he decided to cut himself out of this completely. Of course he doesn't eat the income. And if his wife dies in a Yarsha, he doesn't even inherit her. Why? Because he said specifically, after you die. If a person makes such a condition, and he says, I have nothing to do with any of you, the produce, any of the income. And if after you die, I don't want to inherit you. We don't listen to him. What he's saying is, why? I have to go all the way back here. It says in the Passover, the Torah, the Gemara Darshans, that it's a Deiraisa, that a husband inherits his wife. His wife. So since the Torah says that a man inherits his wife, so the man has no right to forgive that. You can't disinherit yourself. You know, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, he was very into that his grandchildren should get married at a very young age. So one of his grandchildren got engaged and he was learning in Tifrach. So they wanted to throw him out of the yeshiva. Got engaged, you know, 17, 18 years old. He said, get out of yeshiva. So Reb Chaim sent a message to Reb Yezer Piltz that it's a, it's a mitzvah to get married. So he said, Rabbi Yezer said, what do you mean? But that's one of the conditions that I make a condition. You can't come to yeshiva if you're going to get engaged early. So Chaim sent him. You don't have a right to do that. All my stories are true. And if they're not, they could be true. I don't know. Why would this be made up?
It sounds, it's so typical of everything. First of all, the rule is that you get thrown out of yeshiva. That I know. I went to Tifrach, the yeshiva when I was 10, 11 years old. I learned there. Gary's up. He had a good Okay, Zakti Gemara, Tony Rebbe Chio. What? I never said. A ben? Oh, you were together with him? In Yeshiva? Wow. Did you guys do the daf? <laughs> no, if you do the daf on Rosh Hashanah, it's a school to do the daf the whole year. You don't do it on Rosh Hashanah, you have a guy up there, whatever. Tani Reb Chia, Ha'ayim El I hope you can get the volume because I have no kayak to chaz over the jokes. What? He's loud enough. Okay, good. Tony Rebchia. Period. End of story. In other words, everything we just said in the Mishnah, Rebchia, you know, he made the brises. So you have a brisa. A what? You don't have to write the first word of the Mishnah, the first word of the parak. Hakoisev. So you don't have to write it. If a man says, I have nothing to do with your nechassim, so then we don't give him the, uh, the, what is it? The third thing, the mechre bako. And if he says, I don't want Paris, doesn't get Paris. Ask the Gemara, So the way you read it is, okay, first, halach is, you don't have to write it. You could even say it. But ask the Gemara, even if you wrote it, let's go to the extreme, he wrote it. What happened? Okay, so you have a case of shutfim. You have partners. And one partner looks at the other one, he says, you know what, I have nothing to do with you. I don't have anything to do with the, 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 the building. You take it. Well, if he says take it, it, it might change things. But if he says, I have nothing to do with this, that's not a good matana. In order to make a matana, you have to use a lotion. This, this building is yours as a gift. If you just say these words, or he says, I have nothing, I have no business with it. I'm removing myself from it. That's nothing. So over here, when the husband says to the wife, I have nothing to do with your stuff, that's not a lashon of matana. He should have said, I'm giving it back to you as a gift or whatever. But this is not a good enough lashon. So the Gemara agrees to this problem. It's a big problem. And therefore the Gemara says, we're talking about they're engaged. And before he had any schusim in her belongings, he says, I'm refusing to receive it. If he received it already, he's a partner. A partner cannot, you have no right. If you own real estate, think about it. You own real estate. You can't just, uh, I'm walking away from it. You can't do that. There's rules. You have to write a star. You have to give it to somebody. You can't just say, oh, I have nothing to do with this house. So what if you said that? So if you're a partner with somebody, you're a partner with your wife, you can't just walk away from, from half. You could give it to her as a gift. Or, says the Gemara, you never received it to, in the first place. You're, you're, you're engaged, you're not even, you're, you're engaged and you never got it. So you say, listen, when we get married and it's supposed to come to me, I don't want it. I'm refusing. There's no entry for your stuff. Says the Gemara, the Rav Kana, Doma Rav Kana, Nachla when you receive an inheritance from another place, meaning from your wife, 
He can make such a condition, say, I don't want to accept, you can't force me to, to, to get that Yerusha. Now, we're talking about a Yerusha when she's alive. A second ago, we said that it's Masna Masha that's a different type of Yerusha. That's a Yerusha when a wife dies. Over here, we're talking about a wife inherited, she's still married to you, she's still alive. She inherited something from her father, doesn't say, listen, I don't want it. It's not, it's not something I want. If a person says, I'm not interested in the Takan of Chachamim, what kind of Takana? A Takan of Chachamim. Oh boy. What if I need a chart, Gary? If, if there's a Takan of Chachamim, it's unbelievable. We have to do two shurim like this. It is a Takana Shachamim. You went. Shalom. Bye. Someone who could go up there. <laughs> no, he's back. If Chachamim did something to help you, you could say, I don't want it. Shalom Aleichem, Tzadik. How you doing? I don't want it. It's for me. Shoyimim loy. Mike going to What does it mean? This is Takana to help the wife. That she shouldn't be stuck without any food. So we made a deal. She gets mezainas, she has to give her salary to the husband. What if she says, I don't, I make a nice salary, I'm a lawyer, I don't need your favors, I'll support myself, I don't need support, and you don't touch my salary, she can do so. Why? Because that comes to help her. As the Gemari Hachi, if a person has such a right, why do we have to say that she's, they're only engaged, and before, before he had even felt him, the Yerusha. He says, I refuse to receive it. Let's, let's talk about a case where they're married. And that's it. The husband has the right to say, I don't want it. No, the problem is, because once they're married, then they're equal partners. 50-50. Partnership, you can just walk away from them. Rav Omar, Yodai Adifa Miyoda. It's not 50 50, it's 60 40, it's 70 30. Actually, the husband, even though it's her stuff, the husband has more power than her. Nafkimina, the Shemeris Yavam. When it says, there's no Nafkimina to our sugya, the point in, uh, in our sugya is since the husband has ownership here, he can't just walk away from something he owns. Unless you put it in, in, a, in, a, in a star, you do something. Well, the sugi that we had earlier in Shemer Yisyavim, we had a sugi where there's nixim elug. Nixim elug, right? You have property that goes in and out of the marriage. And the, the Shemer Yisyavim, we have a woman whose husband died, and she's waiting in the wings to see if her brother-in-law wants to be miyavim. She's Shemer Yisyavim. And then she died. She dies. And she has all this nixim melug. She has all these properties. Who inherits the properties? Machlaik is Bisham Vesilo. So, Abaya, I'm just telling you over Rashi here real quickly. Abaya, who learns that the Machlaik is of Bisham Vesilo, is in a case where she inherited all these nechasim when she was still married to her husband. So Abaya over here says that she's equal. 
to her husband. Her husband is equal to her. So now we have a machlaikis. Do we split these nixim and look 50-50 because they're equal? Or no, we go by the chazaka the, to begin with, whatever. But Rava who holds, uh, just going, it's not so important, throwing this out quickly. But Rava who holds that the husband is more powerful than her, he has a problem. He can't learn that she inherited while she was married because if she inherited while she was married, who gets everything? His Yarshim because he's more powerful than her. It's 70-30. So it wouldn't even be a shy, it wouldn't be a Yachlaiku. You can't, nobody would hold Yachlaiku. It would be completely, that's why Rava has to learn the that it happened after. Not, not while they're married, after the husband died. Fine. There is enough, because just you should know, there's enough kamina whether the husband is 50 50 or the husband is 60 40, 70 30. Okay. Ibailu. Interesting. You have a partnership, and one partner looks at the other partner, he gets fed up with him, and he says, You know what? I don't want this business. I have nothing to do with this business. What do we say? It's a big zero. That's not how you talk. You have to write it in a star, you have to give it a matana. I have nothing to do with the business, it's not a lotion. Then the partner adds insult to injury. He takes his yarmulke off and he, he does one of these. Here, Khalipin, you have nothing to do with this business, take my yarmulke, go like this. So the wants to know, did he add another zero to the zero? Which equals what? Zero. Or perhaps he did a new kind of Kenyan over here. And maybe he does have some power. <laughs> he did a chalip and he did a real actual kin. It wasn't just words. I have nothing to do with the business. He added to that, he also did a kin chalip. So we have a machlaikus. In other words, he made a kin on the words. So he added a zero to the zero words and it's a big fat zero. Nothing happened there. He made a Kenyan on the business itself, not on the words that he said five minutes ago when he was mad. He actually made a real Kenyan. So the partner gets to keep it. When what happened was, he says, I have nothing to do with the business. So the partner says, okay, I have nothing to do with business. He goes into the business, he starts changing the locks. So the guy says, no, 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 stop. So then it makes a difference. Rav Yosef says, it's nothing. So even though he made a Kenyan, nothing, because he made, he made a macha, so to speak. So even though he made a Kenyan, it's nothing. But if after he got upset and he did chalipet, it stood like that for a couple of days, and his partner went in there, changed the locks, fired the, the manager, started doing all sorts of things in the business for two days, and nobody said a word. So, interesting. Rashi sticks in a lotion here. Interesting. The reason why it stands is because the only reason he wakes up two days later is because somebody taught him to make a machah. Oh, somebody taught, taught him. Okay, fine. And that, that doesn't count. 
because he really meant to give away the business and he made a kinyi chalipin. And because somebody said, what are you crazy? You just gave up your entire business. Go back and say they didn't mean it. It's too late. Go back. When he comes back and says, I didn't mean it. That means somebody taught him to say that. We turn to pay him on base in honor of my uncle, Rebbe Khan Pressman. And as a schos for a year filled with Mazel Bro Hatzlov and Simcha and Parnas As a schos to continue being able to support Torah and to finish Shas with Rebelli Shkoyach. When a person does Chalipin, again, what happened? He said these words. He says, I have nothing to do with the business. Nothing. And then he did a Kenyan. So the Allah is, it works. The Kenyan does work. It's on the Gufa Karka. It's not on the words. We just said that Nafkimina, if he, if he made a Machar right away, if, if he made a Machar two days later, says the Gemara, who cares? Look at the Rabbi Yaisa, what? We just said a Nafkimina. I never heard of such a thing. In other words, I don't hold that there's a difference between making machal right away, making machal later. The bottom line is the chalipin works. Now, the Mishnah says, Why did this husband write the wife, Alashan, I have nothing to do with any of your belongings. And then we say, you know what? He didn't really mean it. He could still eat fruit. He could still yarshin her. The only thing he can't do is he can't be mevatal amecher. Says the Gemara, v'teimelei mikol mili salikis nafshach. Look at this chart a second. Maybe he meant all three things. That's what he said. What 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 makes you think that it's only one? Omer Abaya. Yad balashtar because we have no idea what he meant. And we don't know what he means. So the one that has a star, in other words, the woman, the wife, she has to prove what he meant. And since she can't prove what he meant, so we have to take the least valuable of the three. As the Gemara of So maybe what he meant is the fruit, the produce. Maybe that's the least valuable. Omar Abayo, why is it the least valuable? Because it's one year, one, one, one year of fruit. No, it's nothing like not having fruit forever, letting her sell it. Says the Gemara, the very famous saying in English, Butsina Tav Mikara. A small gourd, Rosh Hashanah, right? It's one of the Simana Mikara. A small gourd in the hand is better than a giant gourd later on. If somebody offers you now, you, you see it on the ground, here. It's a one pound gourd, you want it? Or if you wait three months, I'll give you this, that guy, it's gonna be six pounds. What, what do you do? You take what you, get, what you have right now. A bird in the hand is worth better than two in the bush. Again, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. If you have it right here, you take it. He has pay rice. You take it. By the way, I have, I want to coin a phrase right now. You heard it here. 20 birds in the bush is better than one bird on my porch. <laughs> no? You have no idea what I'm talking about. 20 birds in the bush is better than one bird on my porch. If you live in that show, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Suffer from these birds. It's nerve-eyed. You clean it and you come back a half hour later. You know what I'm talking about. You know. No, spikes? 
Israeli birds sit on the spikes v'dafka. If they could sit in the spikes or next to the spikes, they sit in the spikes. Then you have these chachamim from America. They write me, uh, Rebelli, you should buy spikes. Spikes really work. No, they don't work. They sit in the spikes. I don't know how and where they sit in the spikes. Yeah, yeah, my neighbor has that. It wakes us up. It also works against... <laughs> Our neighbor has a machine that makes such a crazy noise that the birds are really scared of it. But guess what? Human beings are also scared of it. People don't come to my building anymore. We're in the middle of Shachas. It's night all day. He finally gave up the entire night. Now he starts at 6 a.m. He's masking to the building. We had a whole thing with him. We brought him in. Meaning, he'll do it from 6 to 9. It works. It works for his porch, but they come to everybody else's porch. Nachamal. 20 birds in a bush better than one bird on my porch. Fine. We'll talk about it different. Now somebody else has a different... I have a good aid, so I'm not going to say it online. Whoever wants to know what to do, it works. I don't have birds on my, on my, on my thing anymore. I don't know. They do, but this is better. Imkain! Okay. By the way, Stamazai has an Eitz Taiva. First of all, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, I said this before Rosh Hashanah, it's already kind of late because everybody was with Kabbalah, Kabbalah. But it's better to have one small Kabbalah in your hand than like a giant Kabbalah that you can't, you can't get to. But another thing that I was thinking is it's better to learn Dafyaimi today than to learn Eon in 20 years from now. These guys that go out to, to work and they're, like, they're the only eon, eon, I get it. That's what they taught us and it's, that might be the better way to learn, but you got to learn today. And if that's what you have, that's what you take. Okay. Zokti Gemara. Ve'ima miyurusha. Now, who told you when he said I have nothing to do with your nechasim, maybe meant the middle thing, yurusha sishtai. Omar, Abayo, Misa, Shechicha, Mechir, Shechicha. If you think about it. In, in, let's take the generation of the Gemara when this was written. How many women from that generation ended up dying? All of them. How many women from that generation ended up selling their fields? I don't know, 20%, 30%. Not every woman that owned the field sold her field. So what's more common? Death is more common. If you're going to talk about Rosh Hashanah, death is very common. Misa Shechicha. What happens is, we talk about it all the time, people think that death doesn't apply to them. They're not in the category of death. Death is over there. Yenemachla happens to that guy over there. We don't really know him. It's the other guy. No, it happens everywhere, unfortunately. Death is everywhere. If we realize it and we, we live it, Misa Shechicha. It's not, it's not an uncommon thing, unfortunately. Misa Shechicha. Mechir Shechicha. When a person, this husband, he said, I'm removing myself from one of these three things. He removed himself from something that's not very common. Says the Gemara, what do we have here? That's what he, that's what he was misalik himself from. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi says a different pshat. It's not the pshat we don't know what he meant 
and we just process of elimination. He, he didn't mean peiro. He didn't mean rusha. It's more shchiach, less shchiach. Let's figure out what he meant. No, we know exactly what he meant. Says Ravashi. Why? Let's look at his words. He says, "I have nothing to do bin a chasayin. I have nothing to do with your belongings." But he never mentioned He never mentioned fruit. He said, "I have nothing to do with the nechasim." Again, he said, "Bin misa." He wasn't referring to death after misa. Okay, so he has the Yerusha. He has the peros. What he meant is, I, I'm giving up my ability to be mevatel a sale. If the wife goes ahead and sells it, that I'm giving up. Just an explanation, says the Gemara. If the field produced fruit, that's what we call peris. That's one level of fruit. If, like in this, the bottom part of this chart, he bought, he got an apple tree and he took the, the fruit and he bought an orange tree and that had fruit and with that he bought some. Hare and Periperis. That's going that direction. The Rebbe Yehuda Periperis Dafka, Oidilmad Oilam Dafka. So when we learn the Mishnah, we explain it right there and then, so now it's easy for us to understand. There, there's a whole line that Rebbe Yehuda says in the Mishnah. He says, Unless a person says the words, I have nothing to do with the peris, and I have nothing to do with the peris, and then he adds, Adoylam, forever. So the Gemara wants to know, what was the key word here? What's the magic word? Adoylam, forever? So in other words, all the levels, the orange tree, the house, everything, I have nothing to do with? Or it's because he said the words, peris. He didn't stop at peris, he stopped at peris. So what is it? Or maybe it's both of them together. Which one is it? If he meant dafka, what the key word is the periperis, adoylam lamali. So then why did Rabbi Huda add in the Mishnah the word adoylam? How come Ashwan? Maybe the Pshad is. Kim the cause of periperis, command the cause of adoylam dami. He's just explaining that periperis means adoylam. You don't, I don't have to say in the Mishnah, periperis, u periperis, a periperis, I just say Adoylam because I'm trying to say two times. Just say the words. Peripares and that means forever. It's just an explanation. And maybe you'll say no. It has nothing to do with the words Peripares. It has to do with the word Adoylam. That's all Rebbe wanted to say. So therefore the question is Peripares Lomali. So then why did he stick in the words Peripares? Even though he said Peripares. He's trying to say another halacha. The main thing, the main akuda is Adoylam. And even if he said the words, Peri Peris, it's nothing. You have to say Adoylam. It's another Chiddush. For another, if somebody writes in a star, Peri Peris, and goes to the Rav. He wrote Peri Peris, what should I do? I learned from this Mishnah that the word is Adoylam. And you didn't write Adoylam, so it doesn't work. Vim tim tzoloimar tavayu dafko. Did I skip? Vim tim tzoloimar tavayu dafko. Maybe you have to have both. He has to write Peri Peris and the words Adoylam. I would think he can't eat. But a third level, like in this picture over here, it's three levels away, maybe that he could eat. 
He only said two generations of income. He didn't say three. Because of Adoyla, I mean, if he only said Adoyla, I mean, Adoyla, my Paris, Koy. Lachi, Itzrich, Peri, Perois. Maybe it's like this over here. I just did top to bottom. Maybe it just meant fruit, the income, but every year. But it's the same fruit coming off the same tree. That what he meant is sideways, different, genera- different income that, that was created from income. What if he jumped? He says, I have nothing to do with your belongings and I have nothing to do with the second generation income. But he forgot to mention the first generation of income. Paris could eat the apples off the tree. What he meant is the orange tree that comes afterwards, but he never mentioned the, the, the apples that come off this tree. He removed himself from a second generation. But he didn't remove himself from the first generation, meaning the actual fruit that comes off the original tree. Maybe he meant everything. Says the Gemara, I'll prove it to you. Of course he meant everything, even the first generation. Because if you mean that he, the, the, this pile of apples, he, he's okay with. So if he consumed all the apples, so then how did he buy an orange tree? He has no income. If he's allowed to eat the, the apples that come off the tree, so how in the world did he have leftover to buy peri peris? Rebuhud in the Mishnah says, even though he can't eat the first generation, he can eat the second generation. So you ask the same question, Rebuhud, how did he even get to the second generation if he can't touch the first generation? So you're talking about because there's some left over and he, he actually purchased with it. Okay, it's in a, in a certain situation where he left over and he was able to buy other stuff with it. We could start this sugi, even though it goes into tomorrow, we'll start it. We'll repeat it tomorrow, I guess. Let's see if we have here. Yeah, okay. Says Rabbi Shimon at the end of the Mishnah. He says the halacha, that even though the husband says, I have nothing to do with your stuff, and if you die, I don't want the inheritance. Michael Tavis, we don't listen to him. And when she dies, he inherits her. Why? He says a reason in red. Okay? So there's two things going on here. He says a halacha. Halacha is that if she dies, he inherits her. And he gives a reason because it's a masna mashukazba tayra. It says before in the Pasuk that a husband inherits a wife. You can't argue with that Pasuk. Omarav comes Rav and says, I agree to the blue. I agree that if she dies, the husband inherits her. But not because of his reason that's Masna Mashakazbatar. It's for a different reason. So now the Gemara goes like through four steps to see exactly how to understand this. What does it mean exactly? Okay, the Rav agrees that if she dies, he does inherit her. Even though he said he doesn't want to inherit her, we force him to inherit her. But not because of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's reason. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is of the opinion that you can't make a tnai against what it says in the Torah. 
For instance, Rashi brings, if a person makes a deal with his wife, it says in the Torah, you have to give your wife, share, so if a person makes a deal on the two mominous ones, I'm not going to give you, I'll marry you on condition that you don't sue me for support. And you don't ask me to buy you any clothing. Is it a good marriage or not a good marriage? Does he, could, he, could, could he keep that night? Rav holds he could. Why? Because it's mominous. I'm allowed to be mevat or somebody. If somebody owes me $100, I'm Michael. On the flip side, I say, well, you can't really be Michael if the Torah says that that's what she deserves. After she gets it, she gives it, she give it back. But you can't make, let's say she makes such a deal, and then she has charata. She's allowed to have charata because she made a deal against the Torah. But Rav holds Tznoikaya. So therefore, Rav cannot hold like the red. That's Mashal Masvatar. He holds like the halacha, that if she dies, he inherits her. But he can't hold like the reason. Because he, he argues with that reason. He holds, you could make it tonight against the Torah. Rav Savatnoikaya. Oh. So it's not because it's Mashnah Mashukas Torah. Because he argues with Shim Gamaliel and he holds that the inheritance that our husband has in the wife is not a pasuk in the Torah. He argues with that. He holds it's only the Rabbanah. This is where we had a number of times. People are very lenient in the Rabbanans. It says in the Torah, okay, that I'll accept. But Rabbanah don't have a right to tell me that I, I can't touch Muksa. Well, I'll be careful with Muksa. I'm not going to... No, so we're going to do something. We even said, sometimes you get Misa on a Durabanam because it's so Chamer. So Rav is going to agree that if she dies, even though he said, he stipulated, I'm not taking your inheritance, he must take your inheritance. He can give it away afterwards. But he receives it. Why? Because it's Durabanam. And we made a very strong Chizuk to Durabanam. Have a wonderful year.